The following podcast may be explicit. And he's a laser-printed hero, and if things turn out his way, he'll be stuck with these psychopaths and live to murder another day. His companions are suggesting to hit a bank on their way home. Listening to Happy Jack's RPG Podcast, pursuing the RPG hobby with reckless abandon and beer. Thank you for joining us for Season 12, Episode 18 of Happy Jack's RPG Podcast. My name is Stu. This is Gina. This is Stark. This is Tyler. This is not yep. working. My soundboard died. Oh, no. nuts. It finally it worked. I'll, I'll reboot. <laughs> I've, been, be fine. I've been putting Stuxnet in this house for like years trying to get that thing to finally... No. Nobody panic. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I've been asked to plug uh, JackerCon 5. Uh, in space, no one can hear you. Dot, yeah. dot, dot. That's only because the guy that throws it lives in Alaska. It's all it's like space. It's like way out there. It's it is. Especially in the winter time, I would imagine. Uh, and that is an online virtual convention and it will be held on the Google Hangouts uh, November first through November 9th. You can go to the forum and uh, there are people posting games that they're running and stuff like that, and you can talk about it and find out what's going on and find out the scheduling and all of that, and you can go to happyjacks.org slash jackercon. That will take you directly to the uh, section in our forum that has the two subsections about JackerCon. And I, I'd like to say it's it's run by our fans, and some of you out there that might be new might be intimidated. You think, oh my god, I'm not a, a hardcore Happy Jacks fan, but these people are the coolest people ever. They'll sit and, and they will include you all. That's how everybody meets and stuff. So just sign on, log in, and play a game. Meet these people. They're all really cool. Yes. You, you played in one, didn't Did you not? No. 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 no I, I played <laughs> in the first, first session of... Uh, um, uh, DT Points playtest of Moment of Truth, and I wasn't able to make it into the other ones yet. But um, no, I, I don't think okay. Probably because well, I've got the first one, and afterwards they were like, <laughs> "Yeah, we, they, we filled up really quick." Sorry, right. dude. Yeah, <laughs> I got. Uh, I have two games. I didn't run at the con. I could run a Jackpot game. Yeah, maybe, maybe I will. I don't know. Well, you've said it now. DT Pines heard it. Yeah. I said maybe. It's putting it on the schedule <laughs> yeah. right now. We'll see. Live from a crab boat. Right. <laughs> Exterminate. <laughs> see, it works. That's my Dalek. <laughs> Great. Now we're going to be sued by the Doctor Who people. <laughs> no, that's that's me. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They don't. Yeah, they don't own the word. No. It's not like TSR and the word Nazi. When you want to make sure that your belt and your shoes pants, you... Coordinate! <laughs> He'll be a Did you do one that's inebriate? No, I didn't. <gasps> God yeah, there's, damn it. I, I had to stop because I only have so many spots on the board. <laughs> no. That's awesome. Because I had to leave room for other stuff. Right, uh, you got to have seven fart noises. Oh, 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 oh. Um, I choose you, Australian robot. I don't remember what the Australian robot accent was. Now. I uh, we we were talking earlier. I think it's New Zealand. It might it's New Zealand or it was a different British accent. Right. <laughs> Not your your RAF pilot. 
Oh, you know what? I think I was doing. Um, I think I was doing uh, uh, Teddy Kennedy. Uh, oh, that's why it's that's why it's Era. Era. Yeah. Era. Was that the sound of a briefcase full of money opening? This is Zach from West Virginia. Yep, that's it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is from Zach from uh, West Virginia. What's up, douchebags? This is Zach from West Virginia writing in with a question and a few comments. I've been listening to the show for a while now, and I love the lively banter. I love a lively banter myself. They're 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 a misunderstood animal <coughs> because they live in the desert a lot, and they're not actually that lively. But it's, I, when you meet a like what why? Oh, I'm sorry, isn't that a bantam? Oh no, that's a bantha. A, that's a chicken. Bantam, mm. right? Yeah. No, that's bantam weight. Uh, yeah, no, the, I think it's isn't, that a, isn't it named after a chicken? Isn't that a kind of chicken? Phantom, yeah. I think it is. It is a chicken. I think that's where the... the yes. I think that's where As the a kid, name. I read the I Phantom yes. toll booth. It's <laughs> <laughs> right. not that funny, but I appreciate it. Phantom <laughs> chickens. Stork, someday you'll and learn the difference between laughing with and laughing at. <laughs> as long as you're laughing. I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> Laughter's laughter. I'll be your huckleberry. <laughs> the, the show is like eavesdropping on a bunch of friends sitting around BSing about gaming and more. I really enjoy it. Thank you. Uh, I, know I love that he said that it's like exactly <laughs> what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I went to this restaurant. It was like a place that gave you food. That's exactly <laughs> what is happening here. <laughs> I know that many of you GM at conventions on a regular basis. Anyway, uh, I was wondering if you had, if you all had any tips. Oh, yeah, from Virginia. So, I was wondering if y'all had any tips for writing. And I don't know if West Virginia says that, do they? Y'all or writing? No, they're a little, <laughs> a little softer. Where are you going with this? <laughs> I'm, sh- I'm, I'm saying echo chamber, so I can sound like I'm reading it from a coal mine. Um, West Virginia. I'm wondering if you any tips for running, writing, and running a focused and timely con game that actually accomplishes something. I have run a total of two con games using Savage Worlds, uh, using some one sheets from Pinnacle. One went well, but the other felt flat. I have been GMing. Uh, for many years, mostly Savage Worlds recently, and I think that I run a fairly entertaining home game in an extremely improvisational style that riffs off the player's input. The problem with me running con games is that I have become a bit complacent in the fact that I make my players do a lot of the heavy lifting and tend to be very, very reactive as opposed to proactive. Any suggestions? And one more thing. My group and I have recently begun a round-robin sandbox fantasy campaign using D&D 5e. Your mileage may vary, but we find this system scratches that D&D itch with many modern RPG sensibilities, provides that old-school D&D flavor. All I can say is that I actually look forward to running D&D again. Uh, I haven't been able to say that in a long time. I'm actually starting to prepare to run maybe like a four or five session yeah, five E game. Yeah, I've read the books. I have a starter kit, and I really like it. Mm-hmm. I was I was impressed as well. I'm I've read the books, and I'm I've got the uh, player's handbook and the monster manual. Yeah, I can't I justify just, buying another player's handbook right now go. for a game I'm not going right. to play or run in yet. But I will eventually. You don't need it because everything you need is either in the starter set or that online That's publication. Awesome. It's pretty much almost everything you need. Is That's awesome. Games. Yeah. Um, there's just like more options in the. Sure. Player's handbook. It, it's it's a game for players rather than a game for GMs. Yeah. 
it, all the books you can buy with all I the cool shit. I have to say, I, I'll eat my words, and I am actually looking forward to the new d and I, yeah. I was on the fence. I'm like, I'm not giving TSR any more money. Fuck those guys. I've, they've betrayed me so many times, and, and now I'm like, oh, gee, this actually looks like it might be good. might be fun. So It's a different team of people now. That yeah. Did it. You know, it's not... It's still the same corporation. That doesn't mean it's the same people who made yeah, the they, game, though. They laid off everyone after 4th Edition was about to die, and then they... <laughs> brought a lot of new people. I'm mean, not right. all of them. But oh, okay. Yeah, there's, there's a. They got rid of a considerable number of people. I think just because of layoffs for economic reasons, not because. Yeah. Fuck you and your fourth edition. <laughs> I don't think it was that. Um, so I wanted to kind of talk about when you got a group of players, how to deal with reactive players versus proactive players. Kind of turn it around because if you have a, if you have reactive players, you need a proactive GM, mm-hmm. and if you have proactive players you can be a reactive gm but mm-hmm. kind of i mean we can talk very briefly we can talk about how you know what you've got whether you've got a mix or you've got a preponderance of one or the other and and then how you kind of s- modify your gming style depending on what what you're sitting at the table Cause especially at con game you don't know what you're gonna get never you know you know yeah. In your home game, you do, if you've been playing for a while, if it's new people, you bring new people in, you're going to find out. And there's actually an email later on kind of about new people and bringing them in and stuff like for that. For con games, I, I just start drinking at 8 a.m. and then I don't <laughs> listen to what the players say. I just tell my story. The, you're being glib, but there, there is a little bit of that, I think, when you're running a con game specifically. To answer his question, because he's, he's... First of all, kudos to him for knowing what his problem is because he absolutely nailed it which right is, so they're going I, I ran a con game and it sucked and I don't know why right so and it sounds like you, you absolutely know what you need to do which is you need to drive the story or drive the point forward when I run a con game and I think it's the same thing you do which is if people sit around and start to talk too long or look at each other they say alright so what are you doing what are you going to do what yeah you definitely you, you have, to, you have to, to ask the players what they want to do next alright there are four doors in the room uh, which one are you going to go down and you're not you're not telling them to, to take a certain door, but you are asking them, give me an answer now, because we need to move this forward. And you have to kind of do that constantly throughout a economy. And it's not railroady, at least I don't think so, but it is definitely leading. Oh, definitely. Somewhat. I, uh, like light rails. So the way I do it is, and, and I've said this every podcast since we started doing conventions, uh, make your games modular. Yeah. Yeah. And and come up with five or six ways each module can connect to another one. Mm-hmm. And make make some of those reactive that the players can go, you know, they can go investigate, they can, you know, follow clues, they can beat somebody up to get information, and that's how they get to the next one, or an NPC comes in and threatens them or gives them something. Make some of them reactive and some of them um I can't proactive. 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 But but you know, even some of those scenarios could have two different outcomes. Absolutely. I, I set up a couple of scenarios where if they attacked everybody, there's there was I had stats for the monsters. If they decided to negotiate, I had stats or, or, or a way out of that as well. If you if you prepare that module with two or three different outcomes and you have four different modules, it's it's pretty easy to do. Definitely. It sounds you know, everybody's like, How do you I mean, gosh, I'm making it up as we go. No, you've created a counter of say a bunch of people encounter some werewolves. Right? You know that that encounter is gonna happen. You can stat up the wolves and you could also stat up the leader. And then maybe you come up with a little backstory about the leader, right? Well, hey, maybe they can negotiate with the werewolves. Maybe the werewolves are attacking for a reason, right? So now you have one possible outcome if they decide to talk. 
and you, then you have to stat it up wolves in the case they decide to attack. I honestly think you should always have stats for your NPCs, just in case. Mm-hmm. Because your players, you don't know if you're going to have a bunch of chatty Cathy's, mm-hmm. or you're going to have a bunch of murder hobos. Mm-hmm. So, be ready for them to attack and try to kill everything in your game. Also, have a reason for your things for doing what they're doing. Sure. Don't I mean, don't just have wandering just, damage. All right, yeah, yeah. D- no wandering damage. All right, there's a group of orcs there. What are they doing there? Hanging out? Yeah. There needs to be a reason Smoking. that these orcs were there, so that that way, when, if they decided to negotiate, you actually have a backstory that you can now draw right. upon. I was like, well, we're waiting for our missing children. It, it's, it's not a campaign, so you don't need random encounters. That's right. In fact, none of your encounters should be random right. in a con game ever. You don't have that kind of time. Come up with six really cool encounters that you want to give with your people, and be prepared to run three or four of them. And, yeah. and but have six just in case, because sometimes they'll avoid them or talk their way out. And you're like, "Wow, that was a, supposed to be a twenty minute encounter, and you guys did it in two. Um, I don't know. We've talked about that before, and, and, and I guess the thing about making it modular is thinking your way through it and being able to put it in wherever you can, wherever well, you yeah. want. And excise parts if you yeah. are running long and, or and add really things if you're be willing yeah. to put it on rails. Yeah. Be willing to figure out how exactly you are going to shove the next module down your players' throats if they are not actively looking for a way through it. Well, and if he's worried about timeliness, uh, the best thing to do is try to play test it and time have one of your and that does help. It does, especially when you're first starting. It does help a lot. Yeah, if you're not really worried about it and you're comfortable with, like you said. Inserting or uh, yeah, you have deleting to, I, I think you have to be you have to be willing to do things off on the fly yep. because uh, your game is is going taking way too long. Oh, magically the next hit kills the NPC. Yep. It's not going taking long enough. Double their hit points. Mm-hmm. Um, or or throw in another module. Yeah, right. plan plan for for six things and maybe run four. That's that's about what I do. I think we're more answering his. Well, well, that's where we those. started. Yeah. But yeah. Like, going we on to what Stu on con games. Yeah. Well, because well, that was his specific question. Well, but going was, on from that. Right. Yeah. I was just going to say to address the kind of the complacency issue uh, with regard to either con games or just uh, campaign play is change the ride. And if you're not willing to change the system, he says he plays a lot of Savage, I think. Yeah. Savage Worlds. Um, introduce do something, you know, introduce a hippie game element into it. Make one of the bennies each... Th- something happens in the game and you can use one particular benny to gain control of the narrative or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, to get you to be more on your toes and that, be a little more Is that going to make invested. a passive player... Isn't that going to freeze up a passive player? Yeah. Uh, potentially, yeah. No, I, that's more addressing his complacency. I think he either oh, needs okay, to have right. hooks... Yeah. That he's got at the ready that he's invested in, or to do something to keep him on his toes. Right. That's more about that. The right. best thing I can suggest for dealing with complacency: run some one shots, get yeah. a group of people, and say this is w- a standalone game. We're going to play for yep. four hours yep. and practice. It's like yep. working out. I don't think he's actually complacent. I, mean, I, I think he's like. just using that word to be polite because he's actually very spoiled because he has a lot of players who. Yeah. Take the reins and run with it. So rather than saying, which makes I'm it very easy to do. Yeah. It makes it very mm-hmm. easy. Exactly. Also, don't, well, don't run um, Savage Worlds one sheets for con games. Uh, yeah, those are really, really railroady adventures that are meant to introduce people to the game. And if you try to run one at a con game, 
and the players don't go the way you think they are, you're fucked. Or you have to make a bunch of stuff up. Sure. Yeah. You're better off just making your own shit up. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? And that's part of the fun, I think, for me. Well, uh, no, that's the fun for me, is coming up with this group of characters and then running them through different scenarios at at every con. I think that's a way to do ensure that, like he said, one of the games ran flat is to have, uh, because you don't know the mix of character or the PCs or sorry players they're going to have at the table is have really good characters which we've yeah. talked about a lot yeah. so even people that are a little more reactive rather than proactive have something that they can kind of grab onto okay so speaking about reactive and proactive players i noticed something in the star wars games that we were playing with bill mm-hmm. where a lot of the characters are kind of shell-shocked or have a specific skill set that aren't really good at other things, and so they were sitting back waiting for people with a better skill set, maybe, to come up and take the reins and stuff. And there was a lot of reactive playing and not a lot of proactive playing, and there was a lot of, like, Bill saying, all right, what are you guys going to do? And there was sort of a lot of people sitting around the room reacting to each other. I think that's because Dave hasn't figured out he's our leader yet. (laughs) Yeah, that's part (laughs) part of it. You know, you always we're on a mission for the Empire. Totally There's a fucking does. Sith with us. We're listening to what he says. Well, but let and me put it to you this way. You guys yet. were all being reactive players. Nobody took the reins, really, which was interesting to me, considering how dynamic all of these personalities are in that room. Part of it, I think, is it was a first session. Sure. That first session, you maybe don't even have a real feel for what your character is yet. Sure. You know what I mean? You're kind of figuring things out, and you don't want to... I mean, Dave is probably, at this point, not wanting to... To take over yet another uh-huh. group of players. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's kind <laughs> of good was our point. leader in L five R. But but he keeps making those characters. Well, and I was going to say you can be a different kind of a player from session to session. You could be a very sure. proactive player that then has a it plays in a game or a session where you're not as proactive. Well, well think about think about the mix of characters we have in that game. We have we have two soldiers. Right. Stu and I, soldiers, who are not leaders. I mean, I stumbled Wait into a moment. My, my Weren't you guys both officers? No, I no Stu was never an officer. I was, but was that was mostly boot. through uh, jackassery and promote him to get him away from us. <laughs> You're playing you failed up. a courier who basically <laughs> has taken orders his entire life, right? Your entire your character's entire life has been doing jobs for other people, and yeah. you're scared and shell shocked and <laughs> hiding from everyone. Yeah. <laughs> everything, because holy fuck, there's a Duro Sith that just stabbed a dude in the face with a lightsaber. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> Spoilers here. Why haven't you posted those? By the way, I, they're just asking me about that. I will. I will put those up this weekend. I, you really should. I, I I mean, we had like a big dull. We, we have two. We have, we have two sessions already um, that Bill sent me, so I'll put those up. Uh, I'll put them up either tomorrow or Sunday. But getting back to the reactive, proactive right. player thing, right? Yeah. Uh, here, here we are, uh, fancy ourselves experienced players and gamers right. and such, and even we get reactive and stuff. I mean, we were, we were sitting around with, like looking at Bill like, all right, cool. And he would say, well, all right, guys, what do you guys want to do? And then we all went... Well, see, at this uh, point, he's got, I, I have my character already has goals, at least short-term goals. I understand. I want armor. Sure. I want... My stormtrooper armor back. We can, I'll, I can do that <laughs> for you next game. I have a. Sh- my character also has goals. I fucking accomplished them all in the first session. <laughs> Shot that goddamn Jedi in the chest. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I, I mean, so, but the thing is, I don't. I, I at this point, first session. Was it first session? No, we, we had two. Oh, we've had two. That's right. Right. Even second he's session. Still, he's still setting up. Where the story is. Yeah. His campaign. His his story hook. We're getting all the hooks in place before we could start. Uh, you guys them. are you guys are lame. You guys are all sitting around going, "Why are we going to wait for the GM to get you all these the story lines in line?" 
Yeah, but you guys are all really being self-defensive here. You guys were, you know, we were sort of in a reactive situation here. And that's what I'm trying to bring it to the email is that even we, as experienced players, can can be reactive at times. And yes, we're feeling our way around. We have a mix of players depending on the point, uh, where you are. Damn, this stuff's bubbly. Yeah. It's like you're going to float up to the fan. You're gonna, and then, then Will Wong is going to have to do um, it. Is it so carbonate? <laughs> <laughs> um, depending on where you are in your game, in your story, you're going to have to set some things up. And, of course, for the first couple of sessions, your players are going to be reactionary unless you've given them a shitload of information to start and they have an idea. So the first couple of sessions, you're going to be learning about what to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we all have we all have stuff on our backgrounds. People we're avoiding, people we want to hunt down. I have a list of people I hate. Yeah, on my character sheet, and there's like five, four or five of them. Yeah, and I'm just waiting for that moment when one of them comes. We have we've met with one of them, but it was in a position where it would have been a really bad idea to take the guy out. That was yep. the guy up in the space the guy on the, yeah. yeah, same same. He's on my list too. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, we should get get to him. <laughs> so it sounds like you have a mixed table right now. I think Maybe. our dynamic will definitely change uh-huh. when we get a couple more games in. Yeah. And, and I have to say also, because this whole conversation about the game was for not, it's, it's sort of to bring up a point, which is, depending on the character you're playing, you can either play a, sort of a, an aggressive character that drives story forward or right. or does things, or a character who's shell-shocked or hiding or whatever. Um, I, I know, like, the character I'm playing now is kind of a fast talker, kind of smarmy, and he just keeps losing. Just keeps He's like... Rockford, you know, he just can't win. Everything right. he tries, get when he's got get rich quick schemes, he just can't win. Did we record character creation so everyone yes. can no. know how truly no Storks character we never is? Did. No, we didn't. We we didn't record character ju- creation. We no. should have. But the point is that playing the character now, all of a sudden, he kind of has to be more aggressive, right? right? Whereas you guys are playing characters that are much more kickback. We got away for stuff to happen, so. I guess my point is that sometimes, I guess if your character or if your players are doing or playing the characters right, their character dictates how they're going to react. So if everybody is a, a is a, a meek mouse or is a magic user and doesn't have a lot of powers, they're going to be absolutely reactive and right. not proactive. Like fuck, I'm not going to fight. I have one magic missile. Fuck that. <laughs> I know it's another 1970s reference, which we'll get into later. Sometimes but. that's true, yeah, but that's, we've, we've that's had still a valid reference. Okay, a level one character has a magic missile. Yeah, so I'm not going to be proactive. Fuck that. <laughs> well, I was just going to say sometimes we've had letters from people in the past, though, where they're playing the face man, but they're not playing the face man. So it's not always character driven, right. but oh yeah, it can definitely be so. player driven. Yeah, and I, I'm guilty of that because I we, we're we've been doing this so long and we're we're hams, all of us. Yeah, let's face <laughs> it, and we love to perform. So we forget that there are people out there that have a harder time performing, I guess, than we do. And it seems obvious to us, but we need to remember now and again that a lot of people have trouble with the role play, mm-hmm. and. Um, it's something we need to be more sensitive about, and I think that, that this is that's kind of where this maybe falls into. I think um, there's a lot of people that that rely on dice rolls; they end up being more reactive, 
and there's people that rely on on theater and they maybe become more pro so active when you have a mix of people at the table and you have a like say you're playing with four people and you have two people who are really proactive and are driving story and narrative and the direction of the game and you have two people who are less so uh do you care you just I think you should care if it's affecting their, their fun. Yeah. If the two people who are reactionary, if you do you speak to them, you know, I, I definitely think a GM should always follow up with players every few games and say, are you having yep. fun? What are you liking? What are you not liking? If those two players are like, well, those other guys are assholes and they kind of steal the show, as a GM, steer it more towards those other yeah, characters. Yeah, I think so too. If they say, oh, I love it. Those guys get to act like dickheads and I have to clean up their messes. Yeah. That's that's that actually the, the shit zombies game. That happened. I was. I started not playing any the kind of face character. Game? Yeah, it's the one where Bruce shit on the dude. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. I got um, the text play by play. I started playing a, a big dumb fighter, and by the time we <laughs> ended that game, I was our face person because Bruce and John both made their characters such colossal assholes that if I ever let them talk. We'd never <laughs> make friends or get jobs, <laughs> so it it changed. Yeah, because of the other players, I had to change to the, my character. Um, talk to your players, find out what they the way if what they feel needs to happen. And the GM in that that game, Tim, as soon as I started stepping up, people started being nice to us. Like once we stopped being dicks, <laughs> shocking. <laughs> NPCs started being kind. Going, oh hey, maybe you can help us. You're not raging <laughs> dick bags. I came up with lots of car I think there was a metaphors there yeah. where it's like, well, if you have people who are more reactive, you are driving that car and you're pulling over at the wayside rest when you need to and you're pulling into this town or whatever. When you have people who are more proactive, you're more along for the ride. Mm-hmm. And then the mix sounds like like it's going to keep you on your toes the most because that's the the whole, you know, you're on the gas sometimes, you're on the clutch, you're on the right. brakes. you got to kind of read the table maybe a lot more than you would if you have a, you know, preponderance of one type of player at the table. Uh, and as a GM, too, you got to be careful about the proactive players. Don't punish them for being proactive. Sometimes these guys are putting the whole party's neck in a noose, right? Don't, oh, yeah. Don't punish them. Just because you see an opportunity to be an asshole... Like oh god, he's making. Be careful because the, you know if you if you if you hit them too much, they'll stop it and they'll pull yeah. back. Uh, you want to? I don't want to say you want to encourage it, but you don't want to. You don't want to smack them down because it's a dangerous thing. There's many many a time where somebody who's who's a, a dynamic player speaks for the whole party, and the rest of the party's like oh uh, what um um, and you as a GM are like fuck, this is going to be a twenty minute debate. Yes, we're going to do that. Right. <laughs> and and with with those with that type of player, the the more reactive player, um, when they do come out of their shell a little mm-hmm. more and take proactive steps, reward the shit out of them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because if you if you tell if they if they finally go, Oh well I want to do this and go, Oh no, that won't work, they will never do it again. Nope. Yeah. And it it literally costs you nothing so to true. let them do what is they want to do. Is it Yeah. Because you're the you're the GM and you can do whatever the fuck you want, so you could give them something and then take it away three scenes later. Should we differentiate between shy players and uh, reactive players? Well, we should. Kind the, of, there is yeah. a difference, but... Because there's kind of... Yeah, there is, I but think. There, but there's also just a shy playing style, perhaps, as opposed to a shy Maybe. player? Maybe, well, th- yeah, but I mean, th- there are players. I've, I've played it 
I've I've run games for players who are ba- yeah. Where's the plot hook? Okay, we have the plot hook now. Which direction should we go? <laughs> okay, we've met an NPC. What should we say to them? Versus shy, who just needs to be more coaxed. Right. To exactly. Participate. Yeah. It, it's it, that's a that's an important point, and that it might is. actually be a whole other yeah. another topic. However, I, can we can we maybe make a blanket statement and say that oftentimes they're one and the same, or is that too? Mm, I, I don't want to say yeah. all right. I no, because I don't want to talk. I can say it can be hard to tell them apart. All right. Yes. You yeah. you yeah. might not be. It might not be immediately true. apparent which you're dealing with. I definitely know people who are not shy by any stretch of the imagination who are very passive players. Okay. Well, and I was just going to say, you were talking about Dave a little bit earlier, and he does tend to, because I've played with Dave a bunch too, mm-hmm. and he, his characters tend to be leaders, but he is uh, a not-in-your-face leader. And it's I think it's him, because Nakoma was not the leader of you guys' no, party. No, <laughs> <laughs> He wasn't. Yeah, no, but he... I didn't make the character that way, because I made all the characters. Yeah. Right. He was just oh, one, no, of, one think, of three murderers. I think, it is, I think it's also him, too, and it's his oh, play it, style. It, it, it is. Yeah. But he was talking a couple casts ago about how he prefers being able to kind of pursue the... that He doesn't like uh, not having... I don't want to say he needs the the plot, you know, he doesn't the want rail to or anything. Twist in but the he wind. doesn't... Right. Yeah. So he would be maybe not necessarily a reactive player, but he's not... You know, Stephen is... A, Proactive player, yes, like crazy proactive. Well, yeah, there's, there's, all, there's there maybe is, a, there might even be a third type. Uh uh-huh. dico- dico- It may not be a dichotomy. It may be a trichotomy. Yep. No, well, I think. Where so would too. you put Stephen on that then? Because he's like aggressively proactive. I think maybe it's he's a scale. Yeah. He's what? It's a scale. It could. Be. I think so too. Okay. Wrench thrower on one end. Because yeah. <laughs> I think and I... And on his cell phone on the other. I think yeah. I play <laughs> like right. wow, that the table. myself. And it's like, depends on the session. It depends on the read at the table. It depends on the mood of the day. There are days I'm going to... Uh, you know, my character is going to step out up front and we're going to do what we do. Right. Uh, and there are days I'm going to step back a little more if somebody else is doing mm-hmm. that. You know, and I was going to mention something similar. On, I'm glad you brought that up because sometimes being a proactive player is exhausting. Sure. Yeah. You're making all these decisions. You're trying to convince reticent or or just shy people obstinate. or even react to obstinate <laughs> or, or just people that are just contrary, contrarians, because that never happens, to do something yes, so does. that we can move on with the game. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. So... And then there's times you, know, you show up at a game and you've had a long day or whatever. And it's like, and and you, maybe you're ostensibly the leader of the group, and you're like, I'm just not into it today, guys. I'm sorry. Somebody else fucking take the reins. I'm just see, I get like that sometimes phew. when I want to see how much stupid shit other people can <laughs> themselves into. Right. See, how like there were times in that game, I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna let Bruce talk this whole time. See where this goes. <laughs> Better get a shovel so we can dig well. our ways back out. <laughs> I think we started a war that session. Bill, yeah, Bill did that during a show once. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the guy did too. He get maybe got, more than once. No, don't you remember when he would oh, make yeah. a point? We had a we had a, a guy who complained. Yeah, he said that uh, uh, said that he didn't have enough lines. Right, and so either you or Bill. I think it was Bill. Was it you then? Yeah, I was there this is early. Yeah, this I was there, early. but Bill was the head man, and I was right. not. That's right. And Bill said, "Okay, I won't. I'll, I'll, I'll back off on the next show." And he said, "Not one word the entire show." And he'd, and he'd stop, and, and he'd turn back, and he'd look at me. And there was me trying to come up with stuff. <laughs> right, but the guy who complained about it 
No, he thought. I thought it was pretty good. Oh, show. It was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I did that to somebody in Bells once. Did you really? He complained that um, he didn't get enough uh, enough time up on stage, and um, I made too much fun of him. <laughs> I can guess who that was. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I I let him I let him uh, lead our intro one time, and it Ouch. was sad. I forgot you were in Bells. Yeah. 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 He, he was a beautiful Bell. Yeah, he was. He, he used to be funny once. <laughs> Dynamic player. Bell of the ball. Um, it's because I had so much rage and anger then. <laughs> you still do. It's just, you're like Stu. It's just, <laughs> no, just got a cap over it's, it. It's, it's lower now. Really? <laughs> yeah, I'm happy. I was just going to really? say. Oh, yeah. No, seriously. The most, the most hilarious people you will uh-huh. ever meet are fucking miserable. Yep. Well, yeah. yeah. That's why so many comedians commit suicide. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's kind of truth. There's anger in comedy. It's, it's absolutely yeah. Because you know you because you know what it's like to feel shitty all the time. So you're like, oh, I'm going to make people laugh so they don't have to feel that way. Ah! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, emergency urgent from John Uh-oh. in Texas. Wait, I got what? this today. What? Emergency. Oh, I'm- that's why I didn't look familiar. I want I want to read this one. Yeah, that's what, yeah it's oh, Pathfinder. 3.5 and Pathfinder. It's my bread and butter right it's here. It's my speciality. <laughs> my three po- oh, this is Emergency Urgent from John in Texas. Exterminate! But that doesn't even make sense. Oh, okay. oh he's got another one. Coordinate! Uh, oh, <laughs> he got another one. Like, Unsubstantiate! There we go. <laughs> oh, no. My awesome. 3.5 Pathfinder hybrid campaign has been moving towards the Peacehold Fair for months. It's a regional event that allows inhabitants to trade, broker political alliances, etc. safely. I'll spare you the backstory, but I swear it's interesting! No, it's probably not. <laughs> the adventure I have planned will be fine, I think. My concern is that the fair will fall flat as a setting. My players aren't self-motivated role players and tend to like some rails. Some is in quotation marks. I don't know exactly what that means. So frustrating! So, a sandbox environment tends to go unexplored. I don't want to launch into a long narrative at the table explaining what's going on, sight, sounds, etc., and no one reads long emails. Are there any ideas for spicing up a setting to make it lively and interesting without a long explication or depending on the PCs to explore? It's supposed to be a new, exciting place, and everyone has been looking forward to it because a number of plot hooks will be addressed. I just don't want the new setting to be anticlimactic. Thanks for any tips. The game is next Friday! Thanks, John from Texas. P.S. I feel like I should tell you I'm one of your 1.5 black listeners. Okay. <laughs> really? You laughed at that? <laughs> uh, yes, no, I did. Because I'm picturing he's like like a really big <laughs> dude, and he's like, I'm a one and a half people. <laughs> you know, that's what, in my head, that's what I went to first. Okay. That's funny. But I'm, I, I am wondering, has I'm, like a, a, now a, I'm picturing a, there is, there we have a, a black listener out there who has no legs. Or maybe he's like, like he's a, just a vestigial a Siamese twin. Oh, maybe. <laughs> you know what? That's a lot funnier than so I was thinking. So, toast diversity right. and habit I don't know what I was thinking. Any excuse, right? Yep. You know, my grandma's black. All right. So, mm. um, how do you make your, your setting exciting? Um, punch they're your players a, in the they're face. They're at a fair, like, basically, right? What's a peace hold fair? Cause he explains it. It's like a... Basically, it's where people can a go. Regional event, okay. It's like a regional event where everybody can do shit safely. They don't have to worry about. Well, okay, it, all right. So it's like, uh, like all weapons are checked at the door. Or kind of, yeah. It, so okay. okay. Oh, so even if the, if they're exactly. no allowed to carry weapons, 
There's going to be a lot of fist fights. Or, yeah. And or, because like orcs are also invited, right? Or Klingons, or whatever it is you're playing. You, you half could, fighters, you so could, it's half orcs. Alright, or half Klingons. You could have them... It's an uneasy alliance. Everybody's yeah. on neutral ground, and there's a lot of tension going on, and that could easily be explored. And could, but there could be a murder mystery that's in the background of all of this, right? Like the Klingon orcish ambassador has gone missing. Like somebody gets stabbed, and there's no weapons to be found. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it maybe was that, ice. that could sort of be like the subtext. Meanwhile, while they're trying to explore this stuff, that could be going on, and the constabulary running around. There's, I mean, I. My my first inclination is to make it more than just a fair, or make it more than just mm-hmm. a more than just a like tie a, a plot to it, tie a plot to it, or give it give it a murder mystery, or give it something mm-hmm. else that's going on there. There's something else in the background that keeps the players focused and motivated in doing something other than just their individual goals. All right, uh, Tomez says, uh, "Have the PCs helped define the setting, whether they are actually doing it or not." Ask a PC, what don't you like about dwarves? And whatever the answer is, make that part of the setting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the way they smell. Oh, there's a perfume booth that sells like, oh, they wear dwarf. green scarves. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ooded dwarf. It smells Actually, like coal and um, soil. I played in That's a Pathfinder hilarious. Society game. Uh, it was Weeby Goblins 2. Uh-huh. It was fantastic because there's a lot of actually physical things you do. You're... you're, you're competing to see who's going to be the next goblin chief and there's activities that were like you get up and you have to physically do things it's not like you roll some dice to see what happens you actually have to do things and it it's a little larpy but it's fun it's engaging do some shit like that have carnival games yeah make your players stand up and play them you know maybe steal all their shit and have it end up as prizes in a booth where they have to win it back. back Or fight the guy to get it back, you know, make without it, weapons. Without weapons, right? And because it's neutral ground, I mean, there's all kinds of blame that could go on. There's urchins running around still. There's pickpockets that are. Yeah, going they say on. it's it's a safe place, but if nobody has a weapon, you can bet people are getting robbed left and right there. Absolutely, sure. the thieves guild is having a great time. Yeah. So there's all this stuff that can happen at that event that can keep your players totally engaged. Now mm-hmm. you're saying that they're not. They don't want plot hooks and things, so uh, you you run the risk of you're throwing so much stuff at them they're just going to shut down. Well, he says they don't want a whole bunch of exposition. Yeah. Right. They're excited about this this fair because it's going to resolve a lot of plot hooks. But um, but he said a sandbox environment tends to go unexplored. Yeah, and yeah he doesn't. Want they to like a little bit of rails. Yeah. Um, if the heavy metal Jess suggested have a, a guide come up to the party and offer to show them around for a fee. Yeah, they can, and that's a way to do it without having to have a bunch of and they yeah. steal their shit like in the freshman. Exactly, right? that's mm-hmm. actually pretty good. Um, I like that. If you're if you if you live in the in the Pathfinder world, you don't go around attacking people because they can probably kill you. If you're at a fair where you know no one has a weapon, you're going to be a hell of a lot likely to put more more likely to punch someone in the face when they piss you off because you know they're not about to whip out a sword and stab you. And you right? know magic mm-hmm. users. Are going to be owning this place Maybe. because they can be they, doing a little finger wiggly under the table and fuck you up while you, Mister Grod the Barbarian, without his sword, can't do a thing about there it. There might be a plot device in, in place to stop that, like an anti magic field or something, or thing like that. Or maybe there isn't, and the magic users suddenly are like gods, yeah. Than everyone else, or maybe uh-huh. there either, is, either and, and people are trying to sabotage it the entire right. to game. Or maybe you just start setting people on fire. <laughs> <laughs> PC wakes up. What? Why did I wake up? Because you're on fire. 
You tell me why. Wandering damage. Yeah. Bullywug. <laughs> it's a bullywug, Pat. There you go. Exactly. Uh, I don't know if that's helpful. Uh, it sounds to me like you're setting up a sandbox within a sandbox. You're setting up a fair within uh, your your world here, and you are concerned that they're not going to play in it. Well, the, well, the thing is, he says he's got plot hooks that are going to be like revealed or resolved or extended there. Make sure the players know that or the characters know that going in. Yeah, yeah. give them mm-hmm. goals. As they're arriving, meeting people, saying, "Oh yeah, the- yeah," and then put some really fucking stupid roadblocks in their way. Yeah, like you, you're about to resolve this great plot hook. Oh, but you actually have to go talk to this other guy first, right? Or the guy you want to talk to is actually being detained because he realized somebody wasn't going to stab him, so he punched him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> and if you yeah. have any any overarching villains or big bads, put them in that. Oh fair. yeah, put them here. They can't oh, you do can't anything to me because yeah. we're at the peace. We're fair. a neutral ground, <laughs> right? Exactly. And just have them that sort would of be taunting. the best. Just all the NPCs that have ever they've ever pissed Fuck, off yeah. just show up and be like, "What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Right? We're at the big hippie peace fair. Yeah, just <laughs> around. You don't want to break the law. The constabulary will come after you. Right? You know that that's that the worst be. kind of NPC. It's just like <laughs> shit. Neener neener neener. Nothing about it. <laughs> it's the <laughs> guy from The Simpsons. All right. Uh, next email. I hope ha- we helped you, yeah. John. Thank you, John. I'm not sure we did. Yeah. The next email is from Heavy Metal Jess. How hey, who's, who's in the forums? Uh, she's in the I chat know. room right now. Yeah, she is. How to interview oh, players? Extra critical by Heavy one. Metal Jess. Yeah. Hey everyone, my one-on-one game is expanding. We put up a poster for the game at our local uh, friendly local gaming store. Oh, so you're so brave. <laughs> I'm right? serious. The additions uh, will not be people we know. I'm not going to add in three people at most. I'm only going to add in three people at most, and I can foresee having more interested players than spaces. This game doesn't use maps or minis, has rare combat three times in 13 sessions, and is character story-driven. I know this isn't the kind of fun that everyone enjoys. How can I, quote, interview players for my game without looking like a pretentious dick? I want to show them that the campaign is uh, what the campaign is like while also steering... While seeing. seeing what kind of players they are. When brainstorming, I had the ideas to run people through a one-shot in small groups with pre-gens, having a character building session, or just straight up sitting down with one on, with them one-on-one and saying, how well do you deal with ambiguity? Do you play well with others? How likely are you to light things on fire? <laughs> are any of these any good? Do they all suck? Ensure that you all take a drink before answering Heavy Metal Jess. P.S. Now that fall is on the way, be sure you enjoy a glass of Old Thumber from Shityard Brewing. Ship, ship, shipyard. Ship, shipyard. Ship, shipyard. She's built like a Brit shipyard. That's, that's a P. Worst brewery in America. Shipyard <laughs> brewing company. <laughs> worst brewery you in America. You don't want to drink their double yeah. brown. <laughs> it gives only meaning the word stout. Oh. Uh, shipyard brewing Ew. company to get in the spirit. If you hate beer and want uh, want us to stuff your recommendations, try zombie killer cherry mead from Bee Nectar Meadery. If you hate thank beer you. and don't want recommendations, here's another recommendation. Though I'm actually a little pissed at you, Jess. Uh-oh. Uh, zombie killer cherry mead from Bee Nectar Meadery. I don't know where to find that on the goddamn West Coast. I'm like, I have it. not been able oh, to the- find any of it. Gina found another bottle yeah. of something else. Some Black Fang. Black Fang. Black Fang? That, that one? If it stays in here much longer, I'm going to drink it next show. Um, Ooh, I can't. It's like blackberry and I can't clove. drink the black fang. No, just a beer would be fine. But it, 
It's got Nosferatu on it. It can't be all bad, no, right? right? There, up there, there's they're on the top Sierra shelf. Sierra Nevada's on the top shelf. Give him one of those Miller. This is a oh, honey yes. wine. Oh, no, dude, drink this. <laughs> oh, my, my fucking drink drink it. It. <laughs> That's attack by the microphone. Stone Brewery. All right, you know what? I'm gonna drink awesome. this next. I'm yeah. gonna drink this right, next. There you go. Cool. So I might not drive home for a while, but I'm going to drink that next. Um, actually, the first thing I, I wanted to say about this yeah. email was the sitting down with them one on one and saying, "How well do you deal with ambiguity?" Don't do that. No, that's like a job interview. And if they, if you say, if you ask somebody to job interview, what's your biggest yeah. weakness? You know, it, they're, they're, of course, they're not going to, they're going to. How well do you do with it? Really I, well. Yeah. I, amazingly well, well. It's called behavioral interviewing. You right. you ask questions that will make them tell you about an actual experience they had which will tell more about how they really are than yeah, what just they want to don't, don't be straight up about it yep. oh yeah there you go ask about yep. pre- what's 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 a, oh my god i played with this guy that was such a dick uh you know to get those stories going and yeah, what like, was your worst gaming experience yeah. oh yeah. what was your best gaming experience yeah. right. I, both of them yeah. are both of them. Oh, you guys aren't recommending this though yeah, no, no that, I recommend that. that. I would. sitting down and saying how well do you deal with ambiguity of course they're going to say oh really well i love that because they want to be in the game, right. and I wouldn't. I wouldn't do the one or two thing either. The 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 one shot or the. I, I actually would have really because it's it's been a one on one game for a long time. Mm-hmm. I would say sit down with these people and say this is what it was. I want to run you through a single session, and then we'll let you know. I. It's kind of rough. You're, you're basically interviewing I, people. Y- you yeah. are. You are. No, that's people. the part that seems like that she doesn't want to be the. Right. Pretentious dick. Just say that sort of. We, we just say for everybody we add to the group, we want to run them yeah. through a trial, and then we'll talk to the other. Uh, run them through a, a single session with your other player. The pe- everybody in the game, and let everybody who's going to play vote, kind of thing. Not when they're there. Obviously, well, no, there's right now. It's a one-on-one it's game. The, right. Yeah. One so, on one. so run it with the the interviewee and the new person. And then talk about how it went afterwards. You see, it's a, trial this run. is a tricky situation. Just, I guess, I guess we're going to put this in terms, of maybe you know, with your name, it might make sense. You're basically interviewing for a band. Mm-hmm. You really want new band members. Yep, it's true. That's very accurate. And yes. you kind of need to audition them to find out what their chops are like. And you certainly don't want to, to blindside them. It's like you get a heavy metal drummer and you're playing folk music. You don't. You want to let him know ahead of time what type of music you're you're going to be playing. But you also want to know the personality of the person. Yeah, too. you yeah, do. I and think so. you know, they could be the best fucking musician in the world, but if they're an asshole, you don't want them in your group. That's right. Mm-hmm. No, so absolutely. so somehow Bruce got in. I think <laughs> I, I, I think you're, you're kind of I mean you ask all the right questions and I think you'd probably know the answer you're gonna have to do some interviewing yeah. and you're gonna I, have to do some weeding out and you might actually have to be a dick because yeah. some of these people may not take no for an answer here's the great thing if you alienate somebody with this you probably didn't want to play with them anyway that's true yep what are they gonna do not play I in your game I think you make it as little like an you know the in an interview as possible and you make it conversational mm-hmm. and then you just get into those kind of situational questions via storytelling uh, and hopefully you can tell a yeah, lot. That, I, think, yeah, I think you're right. I think that you're onto something there. I think that was probably that's probably going to be the most telling stuff you're going to be able to get out of them. If, you're, if, you're, if this is really a story-driven game, I mm-hmm. guess maybe the interview can be playing a game of... Go ahead. You pointed at me. No, no, no. You're onto something. <laughs> I'm like, keep it coming. Tic tac toe. Yeah. Uh, chess. No. Let's LARP chess. <laughs> Naked LARP chess. <laughs> oh. I, 
<laughs> Down the name fell out of my head. It's the book with the um uh with the nobody can win. No, Kama Sutra. Yes, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Kama Sutra. That'll work out fine. Yeah, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Kama Sutra. Sleep with them, and if they're really good and they know enough positions, let them in. No, um, what's the what's uh the, the what color is your parachute? Truth or dare? I don't know. No, it's it's the book, the game with the little red book, and nobody can ever win. And I swear it's not fiasco. a fiasco. Yeah, haven't played oh, a game of fiasco. I'm like, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Everybody, everybody wins in fiasco. It totally fell out of my head. Yeah. Well, After but, everybody gotcha. dies. But my point is that she's she has uh, uh, this is a game that doesn't use maps or minis. That combat is That's rare. That's actually a really good point. Play and fiasco. Play fiasco with this person. And if they can play fiasco with you, perhaps there's somebody you might consider playing into this game. Yeah. The snow Dog's really hair clothing. is great. <laughs> you, need, you need one that says Stu's shiny pate Okay, I'll, I'll get one of those okay. later um, Anyway, I, that's just a thought If if you maybe want to see how well this person plays with others or, or a group of them Have them play a game of fiasco with you And it can be over pretty quick And you can say, yeah, alright, cool And then, because you're kind of auditioning for a band You call back the people that you want to play with no and you no, it's good try it you oh, want to yeah, let or not let the other people know right. but but just you, you're kind of put yourself in a position where you're trying to find people to play with this in you basically trying to get together a band and you want to see well if, if, if you yeah. jam together and, and always, you're always taking a risk when you're going to bring in when you have something that's working yep. and you want to bring new people into it that's why we have auditions absolutely yep. yeah. and you know that and we that's, i mean that's our, our, our band our band we we come in and it is an interview i mean mm-hmm. Have a seat here. I'm going to give you some music. Mm-hmm. Show up with something that your audition piece, something that you know really mm-hmm. well, so we can see how you perform. Mm-hmm. You know, with something you're very comfortable with. Now we're going to hand you a you know moderately difficult mandrigal. We're going to have you go go uh, go out with a couple of guys who sing the same part. They're going to teach you the part. We want to see how quickly you learn it, how well you hold the part sure. on your own, all that stuff. How well you blend all that. And so it, you know, it's an hour, hour long process. Hour Jess just process. said in the chat room, I was going to have them play in the trial game with pre-gens and then ask, did you like that two-hour game? Cool. Then let's make your character up together and play a session until your character's play a session with your character's next time. That's actually a really good thing because yeah, there you go. your game might not yeah. be the game for them either. Absolutely. So run them through a game that is right. Indicative of the what you're doing, and if they have a good time and you have a good time with them, then move on with it. I, I think on um, your poster, you also need to be very clear about what kind of person you're looking for. You can't just say, "Hey, start a new game." I think you need to be very clear that this is going to be a, a much more uh, exploratory well, game, yeah. uh, looking no for people that want to role play, not mm-hmm. you know, kill things, all that kind of stuff. A weeded out from the from the get go. Well, and Stu, you wrote up something that that maybe would be important to be a part of this is have the the person I assume the one on one player is participating in this new group. Right. Yeah. Have them be part of that process too. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Like you were saying with the tryout for the thing. Yeah, right, Jess, I'm Absolutely. drinking this Black Fang by B Nectar. Nectar. And it's honey wine with blackberry clove yeah, and it's like six orange point zest added six percent. Six percent. Pretty good shit. It's pretty yummy. <laughs> I think it reminds me of um, high school. Does it? <laughs> no. Well, yeah, because I thought it was cool and I smoked cloves cigarettes. <laughs> I was going to say. Oh, you did not. I played band masquerade and I smoked cloves. I want pictures. Um, He's a LARPer. Of course he smoked cloves. You were, awesome. you were really? a hipster before there were hipsters. Aww. And I smoked cloves, not American spirits. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> they weren't around then, though. 
They were fairly new. They were, they were around then. Yeah, they were. I, my I best friend Joe smoked American Spirits all the time, and I was like, why do you smoke those weird Indian cigarettes? And he said... Because um, they're healthy. It's like eating Right, he says, because of all the, all the awful shit that's in other cigarettes. I'm like, you're still <laughs> fucking smoking, shit. you douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> but it no, doesn't have chemicals on it. It's practically as healthy as having a salad. Right. Oh, yeah. American Spirits? Yeah. Well, that's what clothes <laughs> is. Uh, clothes are like, you know, having dessert. That'd be uh, awesome. It should be. It's like smoking a salad. I don't... It's like smoking kale. Are not. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you could. Smoke kale. It, it probably is worse for you than tobacco. Yeah. Uh, not really urgent request from Hive Mind. Thank you, uh, thank you, Jess. By the way, I don't know if we helped you, but thank you, Jess. A, yeah, Hive Mind's in the chat room too. I think. Uh, this will be tough to finish. Dear, 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 Happy Jackers. Yeah, and it's there's a lot of it. That's what she said. Can we let Gina finish the sentence at no. all tonight? We we keep interrupting her the entire night. Yeah, Tyler's in his cups. What? <laughs> Two sips in. But you, you remember remember <laughs> how many made? If you haven't if you haven't been drinking for a month, oh, suddenly yeah. you can get drunk really oh, this cheap. Is a, that's smart. Wait, are I you getting picked I haven't up by really your wife since uh, the con? The last con I did, no. convolution, at the start of September. Yeah, this has been like it's more. This than is much. pretty much it. So by all means, drink the six percent. But stop, stop interrupting her. Okay. Shotgun. <clears throat> Not really. Cannonball. Request from Hive Mind, dear Happy Jackers. You've asked us to keep our emails short, so here goes. First, I love your show. It's one of the few podcasts I listen to. Thank you. But for the love of God, <laughs> someone please run a Dungeon World game for Stork. <laughs> I'm tired of listening to him give mechanics advice from his 1970s time capsule. The same goes for you, too, Stu. <laughs> hey! <laughs> okay, that you know what? is a little unfair. It, GURPS I, was published in the 80s. That's correct. And, and I'm, Not the I'm 70s. A, I'm, a li- I'm going to say, Hive Mind, you write in all the time, and yeah. you're a big fan and everything, but this whole Dungeon World thing, you're getting on the cusp of it uh, getting uh, to be... I got, oh, I got, is he mind. starting to sound like a Savage Worlds fan? Yeah. They're yeah. like yeah. racist oh. old people. <laughs> you know, it's like your grandmother who says N-word all the time. They're from a different time. They don't know any better. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> My dad. That's it. I totally will run Dungeon World. Well, and that's. I was going to say. You get I on the back I, of the I bus. I can make that happen. Sorry, Gina. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> he says, uh, Gina or CA Dave, uh, I'm looking for at you to make this happen. Uh, John A, uh, which I believe I had to look it up on the internet, uh, means Sia. Uh, Chris in Osaka. That hippie hive mind on social media, but yeah, we could totally make that happen. Okay, I'm, I'm, no, I'm totally serious. up for it. And yeah, the, and totally the fate. Don't threaten okay. me with a good time. And the moment time. of truth. We'll play don't, right in there. Don't, we'll don't, don't, don't don't sully Dungeon World by throwing fate in there and saying what? we need to do that too. Fuck you. <laughs> Come on. She what loves the Kool Aid. She's had a really good time with it. If you're we <laughs> got special dice with pluses and minuses on them. <laughs> You know what? I, I don't think this Nosferatu is not so <laughs> good for you. I'm not. I put I away like got, a third of it in that last week. So. I think there's acid in it. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. It, it, it gives it somebody immediate Aspergers. Let's, let's, Have you played Fate? Then shut no. up. <laughs> you know what? You're right. Wait, wait, wait. That no, makes you like on, everybody hang else. On, hang on. You're okay. absolutely right. Okay. I will shut up and not bitch about Fate until okay. I play it. When and then you can it. bitch. Okay. <laughs> Run it here. Okay. Run it in the studio. Run it here. We'll record it. Yeah. I will. I'll, I'll just. I want to. I want to. I want to play. I want to play Dungeon World before I play. I'm actually reading it. Uh, no, you should. Uh, no, someone. Uh, a listener. Uh, 
Zoomfarg, who was in my GURPS yeah. online game, he sent it to me through the Amazon uh, wish list. Oh, thing. nice. Because I put it on my wish list because I went to go buy it and they said it's out of stock. We don't I know when it will give be back me in. Good books for my podcast. <laughs> it, well, you do a podcast where you read good books. <laughs> <laughs> I get a package in the mail. I'm like, fuck. Oh no. So I've started. I've started reading through it. I got to play it to understand it. I can tell that by what I've read so far. I need to understand now, what, what, what it moves. Dungeon World or Fate? It's Dungeon World. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've read. I've read through Fate Core some. Um, there again, you, you, you don't really. You don't really get it until you've actually played it. Yeah. I, a few I think cons that's ago, true. A few cons ago, Hive Mind ran Dungeon World. Right. Yeah. And I played it. And he dude was sick as a dog. And still he was. He yeah. was. And ran a game for us. Yeah, he did. And it really got me interested in the system. I don't know that I'd do a campaign in it, mm-hmm. but I think for a con, it's a it's a great system because it really makes the players control the story. Okay. But in the future, I mind. We know you're a Dungeon World fan. Please stop writing about it because you get to the point where (laughs) you're going to tip the boat in the other direction where people are like just going to react against it. Oh, it's I mind again. No, that's like when everyone told me I had to go see ET. Yes, the movie. Right, and everyone's like, "Oh yeah, you got to go see ET. It's good. It's awesome." And I never saw it. To this day, I've never seen ET. Me with Rocky Horror. Never seen Rocky Horror. See it. You just put it in the VCR, right? That's like the only way. Well, this is back when it was me. And I, I, I had an old boss at McDonnell Douglas when I used to work there. And and I told him about that. And he's like, yeah, you know what? You should make that your... Um, uh, your thing. Just Wizard be the of guy o- who's never seen E.T. He should make it like your Wizard of Oz. Because I've never seen the Wizard of Oz. What? I'm like, really? He's like, yeah. Yep. Like, too many people talked about it. And I'm like, fuck it. I'm not going to see this. I've never seen Rocky Horror. <laughs> you know what? You, you know, know what? Because too many hipsters suck. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You're not missing much. That I've show never seen sucks. The movie. It was, yeah, sucks. It's pretty, it's pretty lame. Um, Whoa! I was I was kind of the same way. <laughs> I've never seen The Matrix after everyone what? was talking exactly. about Alien <laughs> or and Rambo. Aliens. Right? Oh yeah. And then Bill like fucking forced me to take the DVDs, <laughs> and I still haven't watched Aliens. What? <laughs> what? I've had his DVDs for like no, a year now. No, Aliens is an awesome aliens. action film. I watched Alien. Yeah, and was fucking blown away by it. Yeah, so good. When um, I have, you yeah. should be. The problem is, I I can't watch the movies when my wife is home. Really? Yeah, yeah. She totally not into them. Anything, anything with jump scares, and it's like aliens a jump scare movie all the way yeah. through. Hell yeah, aliens. So, even though they got guns, still a jump, still scare, a jump scare movie. movie. Yeah. 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 So when she's away or preoccupied, I'll watch it. Hopefully in the next couple of weeks. I keep saying that though. Alien so is I'm not going to promise yeah, it. It's Alien Ridley really awesome. Scott was really good and yeah. just wasn't like you know trying to. But but you know what? what Fox Stork, I mind keep talking about that. Why? Well, I know. Well, somebody said <laughs> shove it. Talking about it. yeah, uh, uh, that was Thomas. Shove it, shove it Stork. Stork. <laughs> I don't know why, but okay. <laughs> yeah, Stork, suck it. Stick it. Dungeon World's good. <laughs> Great. I'm out of here. Have you played it? What, what Dungeon World? Yeah, uh, no. So shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> What's the thing? <sighs> it's like have, I had abused. Have you w- ever seen a? Then shut. What was that? Uh, have, you ever, have you ever? Was it? Uh, bitty, bitty, I'm, I'm part uh, Irish setter. I'm part. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, oh God! I can't remember what kind of dog it is now. Uh, it's not. It's, it's not retriever. It's a Labrador. I, I it's a Labrador, Labrador retriever. Have you ever thing. been to Labrador? <laughs> no. What is a Labrador? 
then shut up. It's probably from some radio show. <laughs> it's a Labrador Retriever. Before there was TV. <laughs> you are not a Labrador Retriever. It's a vaudeville act. You ever been to Labrador? Do you know what is a Labrador? <laughs> shut he's up. Just, he won't, he's just going to keep it going. Was before the no, I, I finally remember the bit. <laughs> it was before I had the to talkies. Talkies. <laughs> It was talking Invertebrates! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, quitting the game from Sir Guido. Uh oh. Hi all. I've got a problem, and I'm this looking email for your. Me. I'm looking for your input inappropriately. Uh, I previously wrote in about a bad Pathfinder game that I'm in. Yes, I'm still in it. St- uh, Tyler, take note. Oh <laughs> <laughs> no. Tyler's about to ready to enter a bad Pathfinder game. He knows it. I've been giving some serious thought to leaving the game and starting my own, and I'm wondering how I should go about it. Flip a fucking table. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. The GM is a friend of mine. Uh, well, that complicates it. Yeah. And no, it, it doesn't. <laughs> makes it easier. <laughs> and it's run in my local game store. Multiple times, myself and others have approached him to tell him how we feel about the game, and he hasn't taken any of our advice. It's gotten to the point that I only go to the game to hang out with two or two of the other players and to placate the GM so I don't have to deal with his whining. Oh, Jesus. This is a codependent relationship. It is. Yeah. Yeah. You guys need a relationship counselor. Uh, I've had a player from the other game I run ask me to run a game on the nights of the game from hell. I'm considering... That ask- in and of itself is a dick move. Yeah. No, no, it isn't. That's just that's like. A, I'm Kate, thinking this on. is a different. Friend. Yeah, let's finish this thought, right. and then we can. We can <clears> but he, might, he probably has complained about the game, at right? The game store and says, "No, run this guy. That what gets gets you out of no, that." That's, that's, let's go out and have fun because yeah. this yeah. isn't. I'm considering. Oh, no, you're right. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm considering asking the two players from that game to join us. There's the dick. That's move. the dick. That's move. the dick. Yeah. Move, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. No poaching. Ha- yeah. How should I well, go about doing this without ruffling feathers? You won't. Uh, do you think that this is a bad idea? Thanks, Sir Guido. You, you said what I was going to say. You're it's called absolutely, game business, not game <laughs> You're friends. absolutely going to be <laughs> ruffling feathers. <laughs> However, <laughs> if nobody's having fun in this game, I mean... Yeah. Yeah. If you're not having fun, why the fuck are you playing? It's like masturbating with herpes. And saying, oh, I just play so I don't have Better to hear piece. him bitch. You know what? Better you piece. don't have to hear him bitch Better anyway. Piece. You're a goddamn adult. If he starts bitching at you, you can be like, look, I don't have time for this. You can just fuck right off. <laughs> Why did you take my players? You no, your players. Right I did not. I asked your players if you would, if they would like to play on the off hour, and they said, or the off time when your games aren't going, and they said, yes, absolutely. I did not steal your players. They came willingly. Tell the other player, the player from the other game, hey, I'm in a game that night, and if I run a game on that same night, it's going to piss a few people off. Find another night you can play on. If that's the only night available, tell the GM, hey. That's what I do. I... I have had, had people ask me to run a game. I'm not having fun in your game. Other players are not having fun in your game. We've told you we're not having fun in your game. So we're just going to go home. We're going to we're gonna take our dice and go home. A small uh, part of that is whatever. Have you, have you guys ever spent, have you guys ever spent <laughs> time like, wait, wait, in a like codependent game? Have you, have you been in an abusive relationship where the game is just sucks for you know, like game after game after game, and yet you keep going back? You keep putting stuff off and you go anyway? Have, you, have any of you done that? That was the last relationship I had before I, I mean, cause, started dating. Cause I, I get it. Yeah. It's like <laughs> the, the only person running, the only person in town running a game. But it, but it's not. And you it's keep not the only person in town running a game. It's but, not like this is their only chance to game. But 
but your your attitude is it's gonna get better. It's it can't get any worse. It won't. He's gonna. It's that's and, a codependent, and, abusive relationship. And, and, the, and you know yeah, what? It is. Staying in there and end up resenting mm-hmm. resenting him, it may it's actually damage that your, friendship. your friendship. It totally yep. is. If well, the guy I, is truly your yeah. friend and you say, "Dude, your game is not fun," mm. I think they've we're out. They've done that though. It sounds like they've tried to get yeah. feedback. So that's why I wouldn't even go there if you want to maintain the friendship. You just say, I "Got another friend who wants me to, wants to get back into gaming. It's the night. same night, so I'm gonna have to pull out." Sorry, dude. And then if the other players find out and go, <laughs> "We're out," that's their deal. But then you but run into the issue of he wants anybody. the other two players from that game. No, that's why I said I would not poach. With them. If they withdraw, that's their deal. But <coughs> yeah, same. Yeah. I'm, I'm running. Just tell those two players I'm running a game this night. Bye. Yeah, exactly. And, and yeah. I, but I, I also get it. It's so easy to man up on our end of the and say just, right. just tell them to fuck off. But you have oblig, you feel obligated. You don't let other people down. You spend a lot of time in it. You, it's, it's easy to say from here, but it's hard to do. Yes, you yeah. don't. Yeah. You, you really don't want. You also feel bit like there's other people in the game that that you leaving is going to affect, and it will. So it's um it is a hard decision, and how to do it depends on the personalities involved. Yeah, and I don't but think it, it at this point. I don't think it should be as hard to your you know to leave because, like you said, it's a codependent, uh-huh. abusive relationship. Why are you still playing? And you, it sounds like you have another friend you potentially like that wants you to run a game. Actually, ask your GM that you that you need to leave can make up whatever reason you want have a nice TPK you can bow out say goodbye to everybody and then go off and start your own game and then you have a reason right. to start your own game here's my thing though if you don't tell him why you're leaving well he's never going to improve as a GM he's, he's not he's already t- he's already given him feedback he's not and multiple friends yeah. yeah so even more reason to say we're quitting because your game is shitty maybe you could do that for him yeah that you know cool. what I'm, <laughs> I'm going to do that you could be Sir for Gita, hire that could be like want, a side job if you want <laughs> Hopefully you're going to listen to this. Email me. Or no, just g- give it. A, do it now. Say do it now. Okay. Yeah. Right. Say Sergito. And he can just okay, record Sir that GM. snippet. All right, Sergito's GM. I wish we had some music in the background for this. Sergito's GM. Exterminate. Your players are unhappy in your game. <laughs> they have told you multiple times what they feel is wrong with your game and given you suggestions to help you make it better. You have not done this. So they're going to fucking leave. All of them. They're going to go, and they're going to start their own game. And you have no one to blame but yourself. You fucking turd waffle. Is that good? That's good, right. That's brilliant. So just, Sergita, just just play that portion for him. (laughs) And um, you can blame me. Be like, dude, this dude got drunk on a podcast and said this shit so not I'm, Tyler I don't want to make him a liar <laughs> all the shitty games that you're in you have to do that too now I don't have to do that because <laughs> no 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 listen I am actually having fun in the other game yeah. when it ceases to be fun <laughs> since when you when it ceases to be fun okay I will quit good for right. you because you've been in games before that weren't fun the last game ceased to be fun and I was like alright guys I'm out and then everybody said 
shit, we all quit too. Let's start a different <laughs> oh, game. Oh, thank God you left because it wasn't fun. <laughs> I, I, I got a couple emails that were like, I'm really glad you said that because now I have a reason to be able to say You know I'm what? Done. That's actually a very good point. Because I think true. that's what. That, Sergito, if he, if if you he leave, steps out, that might spur the other two players. Oh, hey. That's really fuck true. Fuck this shit. Thank Maybe God. it's time we just call it quits. Right. Uh-huh. Put it to bed. Nothing right. wrong with that. No. Uh, Plus, like I said, it's really my only outlet for Pathfinder right now as a player. Unless I go to Pathfinder Society, which, fuck that, because I like being able to ninja loot. Whose turn is it? Uh, It is... Hashtag Gamergate! Oh, god damn it! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you've been doing some research! (laughs) I talked to Stu about Gamergate about, I don't know, a month ago, and he was like, that's right, I just... about it. (laughs) <laughs> on Facebook uh, and that thing I was I, I, yeah I had to I, I said I don't want to see this yep. you know what you, you've mentioned <laughs> like, it now and now our entire site's going to be got, shut down you have fans that's of fine. Turd Waffle I'll, I'll play it again did I? yeah <laughs> Turd Waffle oh, I actually I, I, I um, Juliet. for the longest time I after seeing Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy mm-hmm. when he called when he called Ronan a turd blossom I was like, oh, that's my new word but then I, yeah. I was like Turd people, Waffle called, uh, turd. turd Waffle I think is better and right. I I think it's better. Because imagine too. what that's like. Someone shits on a waffle iron and then. I don't know. You get the. That's got to be. The double awful. brown Dude, beer. The double brown shit Because then someone's going to like not clean the waffle iron enough and then make oh. real waffles. Then, then it becomes an awful iron. <laughs> an awful, it's an awful waffle. An awful waffle. That's it's an awful. Where's my drum? I, I gotta put know. a better. I gotta put a bigger Damn picture it. of a drum. Drum. I can't see it. Ghostbuster gaming story. Success mm-hmm. story from Morgan. From Morgan. Who's it's you. Back, back to me? Uh, sure. Oh. It can't be back to me. Okay, dear Stu and crew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just read Sergio. I know. Oh. You did. Okay. Yeah. I'm writing to tell of a gaming success story and sing the praises of the dear Mr. Venable's creative and G- creativity now, now and it's jamming like, skills. Listeners of happiness. Venable. <laughs> venable. Yes, Venable. Venable. Um, yes. You say that much better than I do. I managed to round up four players, formerly five, but one canceled at the last hour before the game, to play play in a one-shot using a modification of the icon system. Three of the players, Helen, Amy, and Nathan, were entirely new to the hobby, and the fourth, Stephen, uh, being a veteran of many years. For a plot, I planned to homage the shit out of the Happy Jacks Savage Ghostbusters actual play. I love that. Three new people. This story is going to be awesome. I know. And it's it's not a horror story. That's awesome. Um, since I was bringing three entirely new people into the hobby, I spent some time before anyone even picked up dice explaining how the hobby works in general and specifically how the icons system worked. However, once play started, I quickly realized that there were some concepts I had completely forgotten to talk about. Hey, Morgan's Morgan spells realized like, uh, yeah. I was thinking he's British or something. For instance. Did he use a Z? Uh, did not. That's, that is British. Yeah. No, it could also, is there, do they, do they use or a Z in Australia? Kiwi-ish. <laughs> Kiwis. Or, or, or New Zealand? Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe he's a... <laughs> so I did there? Maybe he's an Australian robot. <laughs> hey, Rob. For instance, when the PCs turned up at the newly renovated Victorian mansion to apply for the job vacancy, Stephen engaged the receptionist in IC in character, in character yeah. dialogue. 
Seeing the look of panicked terror on Amy's face at what was going on, I explained the concept of in-character, out-of-character conversation to the news. Ah, yes. <laughs> yeah. She then asked if she could perceive and interact with the other PCs and vice versa. Good lessons learned for whenever I bring noobs to their first game. That's an interesting thought. It's like, yeah. I never would have thought to explain it to somebody. Right. Oh! Yeah. yeah. No, you can talk to these people. Go ahead. Right. Well, okay, am I talking now? Well, any, go ahead. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Despite her initial trepidation, however, Amy and the rest of the newbies ended up fully immersing themselves into the game experience. From about the shit got real moment of the scene in the haunted mansion... Uh, the my mommy's eyes made me sick. Uh, the players oh. were one hundred percent bought, or the players one hundred percent bought into the experience, speaking in character most of the night and making decisions that, while not necessarily the best from a tactical standpoint, were absolutely what the characters would do. Awesome, kudos! Yeah. The session saw Steven's character stealing Walt Disney's severed head, which he later used to smack a cultist into unconsciousness. What is it with dudes named Steven doing shit I know, like that? that's what I kept thinking the whole time I read this. My first Dead Presidents game. <laughs> it, it, yeah, but that was that Steven. Yeah, I it know. was Hitler's it's head. All, maybe it's all Steven's. Um, Helen striking the first blow that tore Great Cthulhu's eye out and trapped it. Nathan's di- Nathan's diving through the portal to attempt to bludgeon Cthulhu with a ghost trap. He was as good as dead anyway. And Amy's smashing the mirror portal and spending the rest of her life in an asylum muttering, $500 a week. $500 a week. <laughs> that was awesome. fast, right? That's cool. <laughs> with any luck, that night saw our hobby grow by at least three people. I wouldn't have done this without you and your phenomenal show for inspiration. Many, many thanks to you and yours for what you do. Keep it up. Drink well. Well said. Thank you. Thank you very much. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. Brilliant. Yeah, it is. I love that's stories not like the that. First, that's not the first time you've heard that uh, people have There've been three or four the people who run it. Homage the shit out of that and, and game. Yeah, they put it in their own hometown. Yeah. I actually yeah. Was, on, I was on the RPG forum, the subreddit for R- RPG. Yeah. And somebody was talking about running this this. Ghostbusters game where Ghostbusters have been around for years and they started opening up franchises and I really? was going to be like you fucking stole that and then <laughs> oh, but then no. their story took like this crazy weird turn and was like you didn't steal that shit <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome help me Stubby Wan Vanubi Stubby Wan Vanubi yeah Stubby Wan Vanubi you're my only hope from Chucker Rob dear RPGesus and Jack Postel that's awesome Jack, yeah Jack Postles. Jack Postles. Dude, we totally Jack need Postles. to do a t-shirt that's all of us posed in like, the final Last Supper. Last Supper. Yeah. It is Trucker Rob, the incidental Satanist from Kansas. <laughs> all right. I really like that phrase. That's 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 a good one. It is. <laughs> the incidental Satanist I from Kansas. I remember that story. I have a big problem. At 2 p.m. October 12, 2014, just the facts, ma'am. I officially caught up with the time stream and only have the next... New episode in the stream to listen to. I started the backlog way back in July on the 14th, and it only took me a week, or I only took a week off of listening due to Gen Con. On the way home, my wife and I listened to you and the lovely ladies of LARP reading my horror story of my run-in with the police that has me on the list of suspected Satanists. <laughs> oh, Kansas. shit, I need to go back and listen to that episode. Yeah, that was one that the, uh, the, the I am. Right. So, what do I do now? I listened to almost 12 seasons in about three months. My brain hurts. I'm sorry. That can't be healthy. It's not. 
I have another horror story for you as a bribe for more episodes. No shit. There I was. <laughs> it was 1991. And through my hanging out at the Rocky Horror Picture Show, Stark already dun. hates you. <laughs> I had added some new blood to my RPG circle. Show, One of them was a fan of Rollmaster, dun dun dun, and offered to GM. We innocently arrived at his house with dice in hand, ready to make characters. Holy crap! Was that an ass-raping good time? Only to be topped off with the GM whipping out a little book I had loaned him, the Armory D30 Tables. That can't be good. Rollmaster did <laughs> not have a dis-add system, so he had us all roll D30 for background complications. Mine was not bad. I was mute. My friend Mike was not so lucky. He got necrophilia. And the GM decided that his character... Thank you. It is almost Halloween. The GM decided that his character had to fuck everything he killed. That's right. Ah. Those were the days. Early in the game, something like the second encounter, we killed some acid slugs, giant slugs, that excluded acid even after death. And it was ruled that Mike had to make a willpower check each round in order to stop killing himself by acid damage. After three failed checks and exploding damage rolls, the character was dead. Oh, how we laughed as we left and never went back again. The moral of the story is, Charmaster apparently needs more charts. I hope this entertains yeah. you. I started playing d d in 79, and I have lots of horror stories. Now, I'm going to be completely honest. The gaming horror stories are my absolute favorite part of this show. Yeah. Like, well, you have a whole... I podcast based love hearing about it's people's awful gaming it experiences yeah. <laughs> it does make us feel better doesn't it right because I don't have a lot like that <laughs> except that somebody stole your entire concept and ran it as their own yeah but he sucked at it so like I think I would be upset if he did it better than I did but he didn't dude that's just the weirdest story ever yeah, I remember running this back in the 70s yeah. I find it I find it incredibly hard to actually um like, I, I mean, I care, but I, I find it hard to devote any real emotion to it. Like, it's the best horror story ever. It's weird. It, it is. Especially considering how racist that guy was. Like, <laughs> alarmingly. Yes. I'm just looking at the length of the next email. I'm like, how does this get in here? Convention questions from Jeff <laughs> in long Maryland. Long. Well, yeah. it's, it's double spaced. It's not that it long. Is. It is. All it right. is large. I'll it, read this one. Yeah. All right. Go. It was fun. It was going to be rough. I just killed that bottle. Did <laughs> you really? Whoa. Yes. It's good. Oh, we, let me, uh, let we, me, before, before you start that, uh, oh, yeah. Hive Mind, uh, instead of asking what do you do, the GM, this is back to the. The interview, the, 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 the beginning, the, the very topic. beginning thing. Instead of uh, the sandbox, go the oh. sandbox question about the fair. Yeah, that yes. one. Um, uh, instead of asking what do you do, the GM should set up a, a very tense situation and then ask what do you do. Yep. Yeah, yeah. that's a really good point. Absolutely. Uh, uh, Tomer, regarding the con game question, I have now played a few games that were very player-heavily focused narrative and run by those types of GMs. Uh, Dread, Dungeon World, The Quiet Year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have been stellar. If that's what you like, be the GM and the people will come. Is The Quiet Year really a GM-run game, though? I thought that was like a collaborative game. I think there's a... there's a, facilitator. Like a facilitator. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
All right. Go ahead. Email from Quentin yeah. Quentin. <clears throat> Fucking can't talk now. I can't read. It's that there's like this clove aftertaste in my mouth that reminds <laughs> me burn. of um, like the dentist office for some reason. Really? It, does it remind you of oh, Lonely like Nights in the Coffee House? Like the, it, I guess like <laughs> what? Lonely Nights. Lonely Nights? Does it in remind you of Lonely Nights in a Coffee House? <laughs> <laughs> Trying to hit on some cop chick who is clearly uninterested. <laughs> oh my god! I tried so hard. Clearly. I was oh. like this fucking seventeen-year-old douchebag smoking cloves and wearing a shitty black trench coat, trying to hit on trying to hit on goth chicks, and it's well, just of course oh I think God. that's adorable. Yep, that's oh. totally what I live there. If if I could go like travel physically back in time Aww. and meet that that version of me, I would beat the shit out. <laughs> <laughs> no, you wouldn't try to give him advice because you know he wouldn't listen. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Because he was angry and not happy angry. Well, actually, you know, I would, I would, I would redirect him and be like, "No, she's the one who will put out. <laughs> Go that way. Stop trying over here. It'll never happen." See the one looking at you and playing with her hair? Yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was. It <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> and it would also be a don't try to form relationships. Oh. Because. God, that's the worst idea in the warp circle. I just got had the weirdest thing happen. I had a little pop up on my because I forget I get texts on my iPad, and I had a little pop up that said Stephen, and it said we are all bad. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Ibarra. Oh, okay, all right. No, because I was like, he must what? be listening. Yeah. Yeah, he must be listening. So I'm right starting this email. They're all good bad. Convention questions. The only Jeff people who can Maryland. successfully hit on other goth on goth chicks are other goth chicks. It is known. Is that <laughs> is that heavy metal Jess? That's awesome. <laughs> she's brand. <laughs> she knows whereof she speaks. No, because now what is that from? Back, it is known. Looking back. <laughs> oh, those are the those are the slave girls. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. For uh, what's her name in Game of Thrones? Yes. What what is? Oh no, um, Galactica was so say we all. Yes. Um, it is known. Looking back. I could redirect my past self you to the listen. right avenues, but well, here's the thing: after you left, no, no, I, <clears throat> I totally could go be like go back and tell myself, um, if you go that way, you will get laid, and he would listen. Well, and after you left, heavy metal Jess walked up and said, "What an asshole! Let's go home." She, yeah, okay. <laughs> you know what? I'm that's, that's so you're doing her a favor. With, that my absolute failure, yep, led other people to to hook up. All right, so I went to Gen Con this past August. This is not, not me, um, Jeff and Marilyn. I'm going to yeah. say that for like the fifth time. Yes. So I went to Gen Con this past August and signed up for a lot of games. Turns out the two games I was most psyched about playing were the worst of the bunch. That's awful. Yeah, it's sorry. You paid money for those, too. <laughs> Shit. As an aside, if someone is setting up a games on demand at your local conventions, that is a great thing. The G-O-D, I love that that's its acronym. Yeah. God. The God at Gen Con is hands down the best RPG gaming offered. The two games I was most psyched about, based on their write-ups, first was Black Forest Patrol, using the New World of Darkness system. We were supposed to be a U.S. Army infantry squad in World War II that encountered something, well, World of Darkness-ish. That game blew because of a complete lack of GM preparation, as in none. Zero. Zilch. We made characters, for Christ's sakes. Oh, shit. At a con game. And mercifully wrapped it after two hours. Yikes. Including the time it took to make the characters. Yikes. Really? Wow. I'm assuming wow. 
Because it says after two hours. No. I, oh, well, I did a did con you game get, where you made characters, but it was I'm, Traveler. So. I'm hoping you got your tickets back, Jeff, because yeah. I know like you pay like by the time, or at least you used to. I don't know how Gen Con is anymore. <clears throat> the second game was infinitely worse. Whoa. It was called Black Tie Formal, running the Spycraft system. This may have been the worst, most annoying session I've played in in 30-plus years of gaming. I shit you <laughs> not. So here's my first question. Is a convention game of sufficient depth to qualify for gaming horror story status? Fuck yes it is! Yeah. <laughs> As has been pointed out, you're only stuck with it for four hours. Yeah, but those are the four longest hours of your life. Especially yep. if, like, the, the first one... I don't know. You made it sound really good. Or so, bad. So here's my first question. Oh, no, sorry. In considering my hopes and expectations for these games and what they really could have been, I found myself pondering ways to fix the problems. One long car ride home later, and I had talked myself into taking the names of these scenarios and fixing them up for me to run. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, No, I like that. Question two. Have you ever been tempted to take a badly executed but awesome-sounding concept and do it better just to see if you could? No, but some dude took my awesome concept and tried to see (laughs) if he could do it worse. He succeeded. Tried and succeeded. And, yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Did he? Did he did actually run it? I don't. He ran it, but I don't know that oh, anybody played it. I I've, I've been picture, told it was I, empty. Yeah, I took pictures for you. Of his empty sign-up sheet. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> um, Sorry. I I have been tempted <laughs> to take a really well executed concept and run it again, just because I know that guy is not running conventions out here, any, uh, running con games out here anymore because he's from back east and he, he only came out for Gen Con SoCal oh. before they ended it. Um, the dude's name was Pete. I never learned his last name, and he ran a game I've talked about on this show before, Redneck Voltron. Oh, okay. oh, yeah. And it was amazing, and I've always wanted to run it again just because it was so much fun. You should. Um... And it was mostly in, in concept, and the, the people we had playing really bought into the concept. Like, the ranger was Walker, Texas Ranger. <laughs> and stuff like that. And it was awesome, and I really want to run it again. Not that it was a shitty game, but because it was so much fun. Thank you, John. Uh, thank you for your time and yeah. a great podcast. Thanks for the, the cue there. I spent a lot of time driving, and your cast has turned it from a dreaded chore to something I enjoy. Excellent. Jeff and Marilyn, Scytheron99 on the forums. P.S. I had written up the Spycraft game, but upon further reflection, decided that it was too long and boring. No one fucked a cheeseburger, for one thing. Dude, that... <laughs> Should not yeah. be the artistic. Think about that's that story. That, that, yeah. yeah. that is the bar. That's, have, that, that's, <clears throat> that's the limit. That's as far as we will go in, in gaming horror stories anymore. Fucking a cheeseburger. Yes. Yeah. Right. Anything okay. that like is is actually that's, illegal. That's good, we don't read. That's a good high bar. Food sex. Low After bar. That, no, yeah. No. Yeah. That, the one that's still the yeah. one. The, the one the that, that actually still gets me is the one that the guy, the GM, was like. Yeah. Actively um, encouraging his yeah. players to be evil, and yeah. then like, describe it to me. Yeah. Like, no. Mm, mm, mm. P.S. I heard that the Spycraft yeah. game, but upon further reflection, decided it was too long and boring. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So I have pared the story of the game down into this list of GM responses to PC actions and attempts to advance the story. This is like one of my favorite emails I've read this year. <laughs> Briefly, we were a gang of spies sent to infiltrate the Black Tie Formal event at an estate in rural Chechnya to covertly recover some sort of MacGuffin. We couldn't go in guns blazing because, because of reasons. After landing <laughs> on a dirt road in rural Chechnya. No, we don't have a guest list for the party. On planning to wait at the airport for rich foreigners while we were dressed as limo drivers, there is no airport. (laughs) 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 
on hacking flight plans from Western Europe to get some guest names. They aren't required to file flight plans to dirt roads in Chechnya. (laughs) (laughs) After hacking the estate's computers and looking for a guest list, there is no guest list on any of the computers. (laughs) Fuck! After two of us tried to infiltrate his groundskeepers, they aren't hiring, and everybody knows everyone in this small town. These are town. great. These are great. Right? <laughs> Every single one of these I is know. like See, awesome. If this was a con game, I'd be like, "Fuck yeah, that yeah. works." <laughs> what do you do next? Every single one of these is so much better than most of us. Would be like, uh, "We look like homeless people." Uh, ask for yeah. After striking up a conversation with the other groundskeeper in a tavern, posing as a tourist in war-torn Chechnya, in a small town without an airport or cars. Oh, are you part of that group of tourists staying out at the old Milosevic place? Me. What? GM. No one said you were sneaking into the safe house. Me. The fuck? (laughs) After the other groundskeeper was murdered and I asked the other spy to get his spare clothes, he only owns one set of clothes. (laughs) This is no and. After punting a die roll to break into the estate and find a paper list of invited guests, I decided to provide a distraction for the other members of the team. When the guards showed up, I added, Get captured and interrogated to my plan. I figured a nice cellar would be a good place to wait for the raid. When I suggested the DM that they might the GM that they might want to detain and question me, they throw you out the gate. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so this is a a black tie formal full of super rich people sure. and somebody caught, was caught breaking in has already murdered some no they just throw you out yeah this is like that scene in True Lies right where he gets in and he's doing the tango and everybody's all like it's like and it, it, yeah the cops works and just nah throw him out I seriously considered attacking all six machine gun toting guards at that point barehanded just so I could get up and leave <laughs> <laughs> But I figured that there was a social contract in which I should really try to play my character. I'm still not sure I made the right choice there. (laughs) Spoiler alert, you did not. Oh, that's funny. Because you know what those other players would have been like? You fucking beautiful bastard. That's a great (laughs) sentence. Can they shoot me next? (laughs) I figured there was a social contract. That's so... I run towards the bullets. Yep. Uh, On trying to steal a getaway car. They don't have cars. You can steal a tractor. <laughs> oh, great. It's so it's, at a, it's at a mansion in war-torn Chechnya full of, of, of millionaires, and they have a tractor. Right. Well, no what's from the dead groundskeeper, who only has one set of clothes? After we infiltrated the estate, some of us in disguise, we had a game mechanic benefit break in our favor. Yeah. We chose power failure. They turn on the backup generator within a minute. <laughs> Bullshit. On breaking into the basement in the brief power failure, your commando equipment pack doesn't include night vision goggles. Oh. It's not really commando equipment pack, then, is it? We managed to snag the MacGuffin and get out of the estate house. After we escaped in our stolen helicopter, because fuck tractors, mission fails because they knew you stole a helicopter. <laughs> Final question for this email. Is there a social contract inherent in a con game in which players should try to play their characters to the best of their ability? Oh, man. Is saying, fuck it, and baiting a character with character death likely to reduce the fun of the others at the table. Does that matter? Thanks again, and thanks again for reading, and keep up the great podcast. Man, I don't know. Um, In that case, I think I, I would have checked out long ago, although it is only four hours, and and you have a great story to tell at the end of it. So here's my thinking. This is It's true. four hours. If you've started playing the shitty game and realize an hour in that it's fucking awful, you're not getting into another game in that time slot. No. 
Well, it was, that's one of, I think one of the reasons they started Games on Demand. Probably. Because they, they don't run on the same start mm-hmm. times as all the regular slots. They run when there's enough people to play a game, right? And, yeah. if, you, and if you're at the Paris Hilton Hotel, which is, you know, like, was really pretty on the outside, but it's a broken crack whore on the inside, you know the bar isn't open yet. <laughs> I love that well, you're still you know pissed what? about that. You can bring an ice chest to your room yeah, full of beer. Speaking of crack whores, yeah, ice chests are always a... <laughs> Plus, that way, when great you, accessory. When you call the LAX prostitute to come to your hotel, you can steal a kidney. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> that way you can pay for parking. <laughs> it's something to bribe the bartender with so he can open it up. <laughs> I love that you're so angry about the, that bar's opening time. They lost money. I wanted to give them tons of money. I spent money in one of those hotel bars for two years of cons. The food at that one is actually really good. When it's really? open. When it's open. I yeah. just thought the the, the, the non-bar non bar area, not the restaurant The uncontrollable yeah. stench this time, and the no air, and the really loud was. I played half my games in my room. We went up. We really? Go up. That, yeah. That's what I would do. Yeah. Because yeah. it was just unbearable. I almost didn't make sad. it through my Sunday morning game. Stork saved my life, though. It brought Did me he? Sprite. I, oh, I was Did so you, hungover. Could you snort your? Sp- Right, so you didn't have to smell it. I never went nose deaf. That's how bad it was. Oh no! You're supposed to be you. able to go yeah. nose deaf, and then when you go to the bathroom, you come back in, it hits you. Yeah. It just never stopped smacking That's you. That's awful. It's because there's yeah. no air conditioning. Yes. Yeah. At this last con, I actually saw um, a parent with two students from my school, and uh, the parent made, he he made eye contact with me, and I just shook my head. And he turned around and like made sure his kids didn't turn around and see me. <laughs> nice. It was, it was it was Saturday night and I, and um, it was after the podcast. It's like nice. <laughs> no, wave him off. <laughs> he knew. He recognized you then. Yeah, he knew. Good parent. Well, he listens. So he's like he's he knows. Don't fucking mention that shit at work. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Ah, well. No, I, I, I think you just write it out and see how bad you could make it. Well, yeah, well, but you're well, a chaos at, at least, that way. I mean, we need content, so at least stay long enough so they can write <laughs> an email. This is true. Long enough to write us a good I mean, email. I mean, th- think about someone else once in a while, okay? So, <laughs> so <laughs> that's really only four year, four hours of your life. <laughs> Bruce, for a good pause. You know what? Take, uh, take copious notes and give us an even better yeah. story. Bruce Bill and I played in a in a game at the last <laughs> con that the GM clearly knew where the story was going to start and where it was going to end. He clearly knew everything that was going to happen in between. Yeah. We had very little input to how that story went, so we just kind of rolled with it and tried to make it as bad as possible. And at one point, the GM went to the bathroom right where, right before we're about, like we each had to go because we were all playing characters from different fiction, fictional realities, and we each had to go to our worlds and fight this in- enemy. And right before we went to the last one, the GM's like, "Oh, I got to go use the restroom," so he goes to the bathroom. Oh, I did the stew technique. All the players just went. No matter what happens, we tell the GM this is what we're doing and this is how it resolves. So we all we all like collaborated, figured out how we were going to end it, and we all like basically funneled all of our power into Pinkie Pie because there was a person playing a, <laughs> a, a he was a, a one of the My Little Ponies, and used friendship power to defeat the villain, and basically told the GM, yeah, this is how we do it, and we start to he's like, okay, go ahead and roll. We're like, no, 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 we're all putting our power in that. We don't need to roll. 
And he just accepted it. <laughs> he, he's just like, he realized, oh, I'm not going to argue with them on this. So make the game your own. Take, take control. <laughs> if he says, no, they've got machines gun, you go, no, they don't. <laughs> I'm taking control of this argue, narrative. Argue with them on why they shouldn't have machine guns. Right. Look, there's four of us so and one of you. The no, Keeper only owns one set of clothes. The guards aren't going to be able to afford more than one <laughs> gun between the six of them. That's right. right? There so are they, no cars. they only have one handgun. Don't the, start. There are, and it's rusty. Right. <laughs> Sorry, Stu, no, go ahead. There's no planes at the airport. <laughs> no. There's no airports. Right. There's no, no roads. No. Yeah, no, just no there's computer no computer hacking. I would, have, I would have argued the shit out of that. No, that's dumb. This is how it works. Let me they tell you how your game is actually going to run because what you've just done, it, you've screwed this up, and let me fix this for you. <laughs> you know what? Just, just, just go, go get some water. Stay in the bathroom. <laughs> the, and I'll run. Go wait for them to open the bar. I'll run the game. <laughs> go, go, go into the bathroom and pee some more. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to call it. What are we at? Right, Ninety-five minutes. All right. That's a short one for us. It, it is. We got through yeah. a, lot of, a lot of emails. So. We did. I'm actually kind of pissed off. I'm, I'm not drunk. Yeah, you are. I, no. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. But. In, in the chat, chat room said, drunk Tyler is the best Tyler. Stork's hair is great! <laughs> Take him to the Dalek. I am drunk enough to say, Stork, every time we record... Your hair always smells fantastic. No, thank you. It always does. It's, it's, like, I, I take a shower right before I come here. You do, <laughs> and and whatever shampoo you use yeah. is the same shampoo that a girl I dated when I was like nineteen or twenty <laughs> used. Yeah. So I smell that. And I'm like, oh god damn it, it's stork. <laughs> we can spoon lay after. No, no, want. we cannot. <laughs> it was, she was the goth. No, chick, you wasn't know, you she? are pretty tall, so it, like it might. Well, I'm work pretty for tall. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't the goth chick. I never, never managed to. Oh, no, you want to go out? <laughs> I got nothing. Okay, no. no. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for season 12, episode 18 of Happy Check Your Podcast. My name is Stu. This is Gina. This is Stork. This is Tyler. We never got to bang the goth chick. And we'll leave you with a song. It's a hobby from Michigan to Australia and maybe East Timor. Be a Sword exalted, girls of dungeons and dragons. Hero hath find the fatal savage words. Evil bloods will be usurping. Though we could do with less pain. Happy Jack's podcast will be Now I'll take the left and you take the right The rope will stick to the shadows and remain out of sight Let the wizard do the talking His intelligence is the best then we'll all take on the boss man while the fighter takes the rest. Oh, we had this good idea. Well, it seemed good at the time. Now half our party's dead, and that sure ain't a good sign. So now we're back to character, Jen, our error we now see. So before we try out plan A, let's figure out plan B. 
When we get in the airlock, our weapons will be hid. After decontamination, head nonchalantly to the bridge. Let the traitor do the talking, his fast talk is the bomb. Then we'll all ready our weapons and tell the crewmen to be calm. Oh, we had this good idea, well it seemed good at the time. Now half our party's dead, and that sure ain't a good sign. So now we're back to character, Jen, our error we now see. So before we try out plan A, let's figure out plan B. Well, let's load up the 50 cows and slip through the portal gate. And when we see old Squidface, tell him he has met his fate. The professor will read the banishing spells, his mythos is highest of all. And we'll all make our sanity checks, and Cthulhu, he will fall. Oh, we had this good idea, well, it seemed good at the time. Now half our party's dead, and that sure ain't a good sign. So now we're back to character, Jen, our error we now see. So before we try out plan A, let's figure out plan B. Well, it seemed good at the time. Now half our party is dead, and that sure ain't a good sign. So now we're back to character, Jen, our error we now see. So before we try out plan A, let's figure out plan B. The preceding program has been a presentation of the Angry Folk Media Empire. Bum, 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 bum.